Amen. I'll tell you, when I was sitting here, I said, man, I, I was just listening to the Lord. So I'm going to talk to my family for a minute. Um, you know, when I look out over the congregation and stuff, you know, I have the privilege of talking to a lot of people offline, different things, what's going on. There. And, and I know that uh, this is a tough time of year for a lot of people. And, you know, and I think all of us go through stuff sometimes, different things, you know. Um, everybody can have a bad week, bad week uh, turns into a bad month and things like that and different things. But I pray that you're encouraged today. And, and I want to, I, I just feel like I'm supposed to say this. Don't think you have to put on a smiley face to come to church. Because God already knows what's going on. And so the reason I say that is because sometimes it takes everything just to get in the door. When everybody's been through so much. Um, and there's a lot of stuff going on for everybody. I mean, look in our country and everything else. And so I just want to take a minute to let you know that, you know what? Your church family loves you just the way you are. And um, God loves you just the way you are. And we're going to come together and we're going to trust God to bring healing and just a restoration to those situations. Because here's the truth of the matter. Everybody has that situation. It might be a little different, but everybody has a situation. But I tell you what, when we've got an amazing God that we got, we can rest in that. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, I tell you, this has been a, a, a message uh, in progress this week. It's called Under the Wrapping. You guys kind of know where we're going with this. And as we approach the Christmas time, I, I thought, man, there's probably been a lot of preparation to getting everything ready for that special day, right? I mean, how many people's got a Christmas list that they got for their family? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, guess what you might get? Who knows, right? But, you know, there's a lot of planning. I mean, things just don't happen. I can tell you. You know, somebody was saying, so what time do y'all get to church and everything? Well, I get up at 7 and other people get up more, more than that. And, you know, this stuff doesn't just pop out of here, right? I, this was, this was kind of this was kind of interesting. People love to feel, yeah, this is not in the notes. I'm just going to share with y'all. We have, uh, every year we have a, a really awesome Christmas party across the street. My neighbors are so awesome to open up their homes and everything. And man, they got all types of good stuff to eat there. So, you know, I'm like in the first crowd. And you talk to people and, you, and, and most of the people, we've been going there. We've been living there 20 years. And uh, we've been going there for year after year after year. You don't get to see everybody, but maybe once a year. You know, you see my neighbors, but then they're friends and stuff. And so everybody's kind of catching up, you know. And really, if you just remember their name, you've done a pretty good feat. And I was talking to one lady who happened to be my dad's nurse before he even got sick, just some other little thing. So I've known her for quite a while. And great lady. She was talking about they had moved and everything else. And, and she asked me this question, what is, what's, so how's church going? I go, it's going good, man. I said, you know, we've married some people off and this, that, and other thing. God's moving and all that, and that's good. And then she said, we still working where you're working? I said, yeah, yeah. And she asked me this question, and I thought it was kind of neat. She said, so how many hours do you put in for the church? <laughs> I said, all. <laughs> and she said, what do you mean? Now, this ain't a complaint. This is, I'm just, because doing church is not separated from my life. Does that make sense? So I didn't really know how to answer that, that question. You know, I don't just come in. I just don't go in and say, well, hey, hey uh, you know what? At uh, 11.15, I'm done for the week. That's not the case. You know what I mean? <laughs> Actually, it's really starting then. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, we had to move this and do this and everything else. So that's a good thing. And she didn't mean anything by it, but I got to thinking, sometimes we just think we do church for this part of time. We just do Christianity for a Space of time, you know. Now let's let's be be honest. Sometimes our Christianity looks a whole lot better 
some days than others. Amen? <laughs> but, but we know that. And I thought that was a, a really interesting question. How much time do you put in? And I was thinking to myself, I need to put in all my time. Because it's, it's not really a job. It's what God's called us to do. You know? And, and you say, well, yeah, you're the pastor. And I said, well, I understand that. But what about Christianity? What happens to somebody? How much time do you put in with Jesus this week? Uh, I got, man, I logged in about four hours with Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, man, I pray every day on the way to school. Oh, man, I pray. I pray it before test. You know, or whatever. You know, but, but how, how would you answer that question? And again, this is not even in my notes. I just thought about it. I said, man, you know what? Every, every moment should be serving, shouldn't it, in some, some way. Or experiencing uh, just the relationship of our Lord. So I pray as we go into this holiday season, it doesn't just stop with the holiday season. It doesn't just stop with once we put the put all the, the trains and back into the boxes and then and, and the star comes <coughs> off the tree, that we continue to keep on moving with what God's got for us. But let's go back in here. With, with the Christmas uh, story, worldly Christmas story, man, that's about getting out there and getting with man, getting a deal, isn't it? We gotta get the deal. I mean, I'm telling you what, how many people love Groupons? Thank you, Mrs. Chapman. Because <laughs> we like a deal, don't we? I mean, we like a deal. I mean, you don't mind getting something for somebody if you like it, but it's better if it's a deal, right? But you're not going to tell them it's a deal. You're just going to tell them you got it, right? And you think about this, and, and you say, wow, man, you know, there's sales, there's deadlines, there's free shipping, there's everything that can come in and rob us from the true meaning of Christmas. Because the greatest gift has already been given, Christ himself, amen? amen. You see where I'm going with this. So I pray, you know, as we go through a few things today, that we can just continue to keep our hearts open to the season of Christmas. Now, I, I want you guys to work with me a little bit. And I know this is hard because I ask myself these questions before I ask you guys. And, and it's not that easy to answer this one. It's a pretty simple question, but I don't know how long it'll take to answer. It took me about two days. I didn't want anybody to close their eyes. I won't, I won't tickle you. I want you to think about... One of the best gifts you ever got. Now, it doesn't have to be Christmas. It could be any time. I'm not talking about your salvation. I'm talking about something maybe with a bow or something like that. When you think of that, just raise your hand if you can think of that. A couple people thought about that, thought about that. Anybody willing to share what that gift was? Okay, Scott, you still got your hand up. <laughs> do, you, do you remember? Oh, amen. That's good. That's good. And we didn't even have to put a bow on her. She's, our, she's already wrapped in the love of Christ. How about, how about anybody else? How about stuff? Let's go into stuff. Because that is a huge blessing. How about stuff? Yes. With the what? Oh, is that the one? Okay. Good thing y'all can't see that online. <laughs> That's cool. That's pretty cool. Anybody else? What's that, bro? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, a lot of times we think about that. I thought, man, I was trying to think what stuff, stuff on Ange, brother-in-law. Oh. A tablet. That is convinced. Yeah, I was kind of really, and all those things are great. And they are, they are really, when we peel it away, that's what we're talking about, family and all those things. But I was kind of thinking of stuff. So you said a tablet, maybe a trip. All right, y'all want me to tell you what mine was? A dog. Oh, Yeah. I'm not getting another one, Grandma. This one I got beauty a long time ago. I had lost my dog, and uh, man, I was going through a tough time. And a friend of mine said, hey, stop by my work on the way home. Stop by, and out back with a little blue bow, man. An 80-pound dog. <laughs> man, the dude says, oh, we don't need that. 
But yeah, that was a great that was a great gift, man. That was cool. But then again, that's not really stuff. That's something. But now, what about this? I remember, I remember getting my bicycle. I remember getting a speedometer on my bicycle. How about guys with speed? You got to see how fast it's going to go. I mean, you got to do it, man. You're going to going around. My dad said, "That looks decent. Go around again. How fast are you going? Twenty-five. Or you can do more." <laughs> he, he won't. He, he won't give us no trouble tonight, Ruthie. Go again. Go again. You know, I'm pegging that thing out. My tongue's almost down to the spokes. 27, 28, You know, running around there, and I just thought that was cool. You know, so everybody can think back to maybe one gift or something like that. But think about the gift when we're talking stuff. Did it wear out? I got a funny feeling that that uh, speedometer is probably way at the bottom of the ocean somewhere <laughs> over there in the city landfill. You know? Now, you notice what keeps with you those, those memories, the things of substance, right? Just hold on to that thought there. So, so when we look at that, was it, what made that gift such the gift? Was it something that was of great value? Was it something of great sacrifice? Right? Was it, that, that was a really big sacrifice. You know? Um, what, what exactly made that gift so special? Special? Was it because somebody really cared about you and took the time? Yeah. It's amazing. The love behind that. See, the guys at work... They catch a lot from me. I'll be thinking about something. I go, hey, man, I got a question for you. They go, oh, man, that must be the message this week. <laughs> you know? And I'll ask them these questions. And I thought about this, you know, and, and, and I thought, what is some of the stuff that I treasure stuff that I've got over the years that I treasure? I mean, I got a lot of stuff, different things. And, and one of the things that popped in my mind was my mom called me and she said, well, I call my mom, excuse me. She doesn't usually call me and because uh, I call her about every hour. And uh, she said, hey, such and such passed away. A friend of mine, Willie Turpin, passed away. And I thought, what? And I just talked to him, you know, a few weeks ago. He's an older gentleman. But the thing I remember about Willie was this. When I first started ministry, and I'm talking about raw as you can be, I played with some little guitar at Buck Road Baptist Church one time. And after we finished that, two days later, an older gentleman calls me. And he says, excuse me, are you buddy Tim? I go, yes, sir. He says, well, I'd like to talk to you for a minute. I go, yes, sir. He said, I was at your program last week or a few days ago at such and such. I go, well, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, I did not say tip your waitress and bartenders. I did, you know, I'm, I'm still in the rock and roll. I'm trying to, 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 God's trying to get me out from where I am so he can take me to where he, he has for me to go. And the man said, that was one of the nicest programs I've ever been to. And he continued to speak into my life. This is 20 years ago. And talking about treasures, I thought about that. And he wrote me two letters. Still got them. And it's really cool to go back and think, man, am I on the right path? And you got somebody that spoke into your life. Man, never underestimate the power of speaking into somebody's life. Something good. It works both ways. You can, you can really cut them down pretty good, too. And I think about it. So when I thought about my gift as a friend being gone, I thought immediately about how God used that man to speak into my life. That's amazing. How are we being used to spread the gift of grace to others? Think about that. Well, I want to go ahead and jump in here and start with our scripture. Ephesians 4, 7. 
And we're talking about under the wrapping. We got a lot of stuff to cover today, so I'm going to get on moving on. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Man, that's pretty good size, isn't it? It doesn't say it was given because you're a Bible scholar. It doesn't say that you, because you showed up at church every week. It doesn't say any other thing. But it's given to us according to the measure of Christ's gift. How big is that gift? I think we can live our whole life here and not understand the fullness of that gift. And I want us to kind of focus on that today. So there's three things that I wrote down today that I want to kind of pull in and tie together. I talked about things that can be a distraction and things that we really need to focus on too. How about the pretty paper, the bigger boxes? But we really need to be looking about the gift inside. And really what's going on uh, this morning in, in chapter 4, Paul was talking about unity. He was talking about grace. He was talking about Jesus. And so as we roll into the holiday season, I pray that we find all those things in the birth of our Savior. That we experience all those things in the midst of maybe when everything's not cool. Maybe when everything... Thanks. Turn it back 15 minutes, John. I want to start again. <laughs> Thank you, brother. John's got somewhere to go, doesn't he? <laughs> I appreciate it. The other week, I said, I don't have my clock. Yeah. But you know what? We're on God's time, aren't we? And you think about that, and you think about the grace that God has for us and the amazing gift of Christ. I pray that today is a day that we experience that. So if everybody's doing good, say amen. And we're going to jump into a few things that the Lord showed me this week I'd like to share with you. So let's talk about that pretty paper. I thought I chose to start here because, you know, that pretty paper is an eye-catching thing on a gift, isn't it? When you go look under the tree, you're like, man, that's cool. Wow, look at that. Especially if my mother-in-law has wrapped it because I'm going to tell you. If you ever need a part-time job, Grandmama, that's where you say, nope. We could get her in the wrapping business. Man, she's got it down like this. And she takes she takes like a scissor and does this thing. and then, boom. I don't know how you do it. We'll get into my wrapping in a little bit. But anyway, it's eye-catching stuff, man. And, and I, I really, I guess we'll just jump into it. Ladies, I want to apologize for most men in this room for their Christmas wrapping ability. I said most, not all. Amen. If you got a good, if you got a good, good rapid man, you've done good. But you know what? It's really about what's inside. And I thought about that, man. I said, man, you know, uh, we look at all those things and we say, man, most men are not big gift wrappers. They just don't understand putting the paper on. They're going to tear it off. Right? They're going to tear, they're going to tear it off. Sounds like, that. what's the big deal? Yeah, that's right. I'm speaking to somebody in there. And I said, man, you can really tell at my house when dear old dad does the rapping. And I've come from, I'm getting better because way back when, uh, many moons ago in a whole different life ago, I thought I was doing good. And I had got all the gifts together. And I said, well, this, you know, my first wife would have all this stuff stacked up and everything else. And I was like, did you get me anything? I said, I got you a lot of stuff. I, got you, I don't see anything. I said, I'm waiting. I don't want you picking through it. <laughs> right? So what I did, like when, it, when, when I was up against the wall and I had to deliver, I did have the stuff. So I got this nice Christmas-looking bag put out by Hefty. It's green, right? <laughs> Y'all with me, right? So I put everything in this garbage bag. And I'm thinking, oh, you're brilliant, buddy. This is great. You just pull it in. It's kind of like Santa's sack. And I said, well, no, you know what? Let's, she said, no. Let's go. I put a red bow on it. So I come on out there, and I'm like, here you go. That's where I got my first teaching in body language. 
I was waiting. I was anticipating this great smiling man. Man, maybe you're the best. This is great. Whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you got me a trash bag? <laughs> man. And I immediately went to this. It's what's inside that counts. How about that? Fast on my feet, right? It's what's inside that counts. So a lot of times we see the pretty paper and all these things and we get distracted from what we really, really need. Even to this day, you can tell which one I, I uh, did the wrapping on. It looks like a human spitball over to the side. I think it's spitball over there. It's got it on here. I don't go back. You know, when most people cut a little bit of package over here, a little bit of paper, and it's too short. You save it for the next one. No, not me. I start making a collage. I mean, I got this and I, I don't do no pattern matches or anything. And again, guess who's this from? You know exactly who's this from, right? So guys, I'm letting you guys get out there. I am the worst package wrapper. But I do do a little bit of shopping. I do do a little bit of listening. And I do want to be a blessing, amen? But so many times we get wrapped up about the pretty paper. <coughs> Not just on Christmas, but every day in worldly things. Think about it. What is usually the first or second thing somebody asks you? Hey, how you doing? This is my neighbor, such and such. This is my friend right here. What do you do? They sizing you up. What do you do? Sometimes I want to say, I don't do anything. What do you do? What that mean? I do what you do. What do you do? I ask you first. Because they want to know. You know, and it's amazing. And and, and, and I, I watched that at the party last night. It was great. Because, oh, what do you do? And people, they, they, man, they get it all. Well, I'm tired and I've done this and I did this and everything else. I go, I just preach Jesus. Oh, that's a full-time job, isn't it? For everybody, right? I love sharing that. I don't get wrapped around the deal. That, that, you know what? They don't care what I worked on last week at work. They don't care. You know, hey, man, that, you know, if I can bring Jesus into the situation, that's what I want to do. And I know a lot of it, we're, we're proud of what we do. There's nothing wrong with it. We should have a heart in what we do, man. I'm, don't, don't misunderstand. I think that's great. But a lot of times when people are asking you, they're not asking you because they want to know exactly what you want to do. They want to see where you're at. Right? Am I, am I right? You know that's the case. You know that's the case. And it's a much like the pretty paper. People a lot of times in the world identify somebody's value by what they wear, where they work, how they do, where they live. Am I preaching anybody? Have you all ever run into that? Yes, we have. Right? But I'm telling you, it's about what's inside. I'm telling you, it's about what's inside. And I tell you what, I hope today, as we go and we shop and we do, or whatever the case is in the up and coming days, that we remember it's not about the, the, the window dressing. It's about what's inside. That's what I want you to hear today. So take a look at this. I said, don't let the pretty paper fool you. Anybody ever got a really, really pretty wrapping and everything else, and you thought you knew what it was, and when you got it undone... It's the fruitcake nobody else wanted. Uh, and you go, oh, great. You use it for a doorstop for like two years. You ain't eating it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But you think about that, man. We, we, you know, we, we just, we think we know what it is. Oh, surely this must be it. This must be the greatest gift ever. But see, the greatest gift ever was found in the manger, right? Jesus. Let's keep on going. Don't assume that you know everything about the gift. This next message I've been really praying about for the following coming up on Christmas Eve. Because this is what I do not want to happen. You get folks that come sometimes to church throughout twice a year. 
Christmas or Easter. Pastor calls him C-O-E, Christmas or Easter. That's when you see him, right? And what happens is sometimes they come in and you do a sermon on the birth of Christ. And that's great, everything else. But they've heard the story every time they go. So they think that's all it is about church. You see where I'm going? That's a good starting place. But there's so much more. Some people still keep Jesus as a baby. Some people still keep him in a manger. They don't get to, he's alive, he's risen, right? So I hope as we pull the the message together for this up and coming week, that God can take it, which I know he will, and grow it from all angles to plant the seed of salvation in somebody's heart and draw them back to the well to continue to fill and feed and drink in the living water. That's my, that's my goal. That's my, that's my whole deal. I want them to become a part of what God's doing because that's what he has us to do. So don't assume that you know everything about the gift. I think about, it popped in my mind. Angela said she went one time and the guy was selling his Bible. Y'all heard her talk about that. He was selling his Bible at a yard sale. She's like, dude, what are you, what are you selling your Bible for? He said, well, I read it. Pass it on. I tell you what. I'm not the best reader by no means. And I know this, even if I was the best reader, there's so much information. There's so much grace and there's so much God in the Bible because that's what it is. How could I ever read it once and think I know everything about it? How many people have been reading the Bible all their life and realize there's still more? That's the gift. It continues to give. It continues to cultivate in our heart, continue to, 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 to rescue us. See, we're rescued at salvation, but guess what? We still got to do life. Guess what? Anybody have a rough day? What happens if that rough day turns into a rough week, turns into a rough rough month, it turns into a rough life? What do you do? You better be reading in the book. You better be listening to what God has because he is our hope. He is our gift. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the one when we don't know how anything's going to stop. Have you ever been on that merry-go-round now when you were a kid? And the bigger kid spins you faster than you want to go? I always hung out with people older than me. And they would do that to me. I guess that's why they hung out. And you're going around and you're going, stop, 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 stop. You're like that, man. And your eyeballs kind of get red afterwards because it's pulling so many G's on that stuff. That's where our life is sometimes. We're just, you had that happen too, right? Yeah, it can happen. And we just, I just want to get off the ride. And guess what? Sometimes we say we're just going to jump off the ride. Guess what? You tumble. You roll. You eat dirt. You do a thing called life. But I'm going to tell you what. There's someone that's always willing to pick you up, dust you off, and set you back on again so that we can keep on going. And his name is Jesus. Let's take a look at this. James 1, 17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of, the heaven, of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Isn't it good to know that your heavenly Father never changes? Everything in this world seems to change. How many people are you are not the same person you were 10 years ago? I'm almost double the guy I was 10 years ago. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> not the same person. I think we should grow I don't want to be the same person I am now. I want to have the values of Christ, but I want to grow in Christ. Amen? So, so think about that. He never changes because you know what? He's perfection. He never changes because he's the total package. 
And we never have to doubt that. So when things are going on in our life, when the, when the merry-go-round of life is going crazy, we know that we can hold on to the hand of God. Amen? He's faithful. I, I like to take the time to, to say, you know, God is good. And people hear that all the time. It's almost like a reflex. You know? Push me, shove you, reflex. God is good. God is good. Sometimes it's hard to get God is good from here to here, out your mouth, when things are bad, when things are tough, when you get the bad report, when we feel like, I just want to sit down and cry. How is this good? And you know what? Maybe in that moment, with our natural eyes, we can't see how it's good. But look back over your life and look how God has worked those things. I look over at Scott and he's talked about this many times. I'm not sharing anything he hasn't shared. How could something in your life that was so destructive be good? And he said, it gave me an education on what not to do. Now he helps other people. It's changed his life. I'm sure it would have been good if you learned a lesson in one year instead of 30, right? Amen. All of us, you know. But, but, but you know what? There's things that you experience that other people have experienced that you can bring up. You can speak into somebody's life in an instant and, and, and change your life. Well, think about what the Word of God does. It changes lives. When we speak life, it changes lives. And I hope today that we don't get wrapped around the wheel on those things. Here's a scripture for you if you want to write a few of these down. I love this. Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. And that's a good place to say amen right there. If we start building our foundation on this truth, who's to say what could spring up in hope and grace and mercy? Amen. So this week, or well, next week when we actually celebrate Christmas, I pray that you think about the pretty paper. But it's really about what's inside. Amen. Let's keep on going. What about the bigger box? The bigger box. I have done some really stupid things in my life. And everybody said? Amen. You know, you're supposed to say me too. <laughs> I was hoping somebody said me too. And, and, and that's okay because God is in the grace business and forgiveness business. And I'm going to share a couple of them in just a minute because you know what? That's just what I do. Well, let's look at this. The bigger box, when we think about this, we miss out when we think the bigger box is better. We think bigger is better, don't we? Most people did not understand what kind of king Jesus would be. They expected that their Messiah was going to be a great political and military leader to rescue them from the oppression from the, from the Romans. Folks were in bad shape back then. They were going through some tough times. So when you're thinking about our Savior and Messiah, when they're thinking, he's going to rescue us from this. But it was so much more than that. It was so much more. But the kingdom of God was not of this world. It is a spiritual kingdom that is growing in the hearts of their people. Isn't that amazing that the message of Jesus Christ still continues on all those years? Because it doesn't change because he's the same yesterday and today and forever. So as we look at those things, what is our foundation? What's going on? What about the, the bigger box? I've shared this many times, and it's probably the best illustration I ever could share about this in, in my family. When Thomas was growing up, I got him a drum set. Y'all have heard this many times. Some of you have, some of you have, but it's still a teaching lesson. And I didn't get him just any drum set. 
I got him a really nice drum set. And it was from my drummer in my band that decided he was going to get something else. And this guy took care of this stuff like you wouldn't believe. It has the cases. It's got the stuff. It's got, it's just so. And he said, hey, man, I'm thinking about selling that. And he told me, I said, I'll buy it. As soon as he said, as soon as he said I said, I'll buy it. Now, here is my problem. And y'all raise your hand if y'all got it. When I get something, I want to give it to somebody. I am not a good keep the present six months and give it to you type guy. But I had help. Mama said no. She said, no, if you do that, then we're going to have to get somebody. I said, but, but, but he'll like it. You know, I just want to get the gift to you. You know, I just want to get the gift to you. So I don't even know how to set up all these drums. I have to have my buddy come over like Christmas Eve and set the drums up and everything else. And I start talking to Thomas, kind of priming the pump. Because he's got some other stuff and different things. And Jesse's got a few things. And Mama's got the lights going and all the amazing things. And I do got an amazing wife when it comes to that. When it comes to anything. But she really goes the extra mile for her babies and her family. And I appreciate that. So everything's looking good. And I keep saying... You know, it's not really the size of the box, bud. You know, so keep that in mind. So what do you think? The lights come on. They come in there. You got chicken here, and there's like all this stuff, and he's starting to gravitate to the bigger box. And I'm like, I waited six months, man. Get the little box. You know? It's, it's like my sister when we used to play Old Maid. She would go like this. Okay, now pick one. And I'd go to pick one, and she'd go, no, 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 pick one. No, this, can you pick one? Go ahead. You touched it. You got it. Love my sister. She taught me a lot. So anyway, I kind of guide Thomas over to this small box. And he opens it up. Now, for you guys, I don't know if everybody knows it. A drum key is just a little thing that looks like a can opener. And that's how you tune the drums and tighten it up. So he gets a little box. And I'm like, okay, get the camera. Get it. Yeah, get it. Here you go. And he goes, man, thanks, Pop. This is great. I got a pearl drum key. He thought that's all it was. He thought it was just something to put on, his, on the side of his, his, his wallet, you know, on the side of his keychain. I go, no. And he's going for other boxes. I'm like, no, I want you to open the big box, man, the big thing. You know, I'm ready. It's upstairs. And, I, and he's, looking at, he's like, and he's looking at me, and I know he's going, what, is he crazy? I said, I, I told you, thanks. I want to get some other stuff. Right? And then he goes upstairs, right? I said, well, come on up here. Come up here. Come on. Come on up here. Come on up here. You know? And Denise is like, leave me alone. Come on. Because dad's like giving good gifts. Mom's like giving good gifts. Heavenly Father like giving good gifts, right? Not just the little ones. That drum key was the key to the bigger thing. So he goes up there, right? Here we go. Let me get this ready. Let me get this ready right now. Let me get this ready, Mr. Tough Guy. We get up there, and he sees this drum set. All of a sudden, he goes, I mean, like, yeah, that's, that's what I've been waiting for right there. That's it. I got it. I'm like, that's it. You know? And he gets his stuff, and he goes over there, and he gets ready to sit down. And he starts, I'm like, get it, get it. Puts his stuff down. Come back. Gives me a big hug. Now, that's priceless right there. That's priceless. And I'm thinking, man, that was a long six months. That's a long six months, but it was good. But what can we learn from that? Our Heavenly Father wants to give us the whole package. He wants to give it to you now. 
Some people wait till Christmas. I'm telling you, the gift of Jesus Christ, you give it to them now, anytime. It's huge. I appreciate that, bro. <laughs> 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 Kevin always tells me something. He always tells me something. I was crying too. <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate you coming to get me, man. That's good. Scott, I'm going to save something for you because you're a tough guy, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I see it because as God's moving in these things, it's not just about the stuff. He's teaching us. He's teaching us stuff. And I think, man, isn't that amazing? So it's not always the bigger box. It's what's inside. But guess what? Satan loves to deceive, doesn't he? Think about the things of the world. This is better for you. This is faster. This is prettier. This is good. This is what you need. This is what's going on. And a lot of times we gravitate to that. And we miss out on the main thing. I said Satan will constantly magnify the things of the world to drag you away from the things of God, which are best. Amen? It's not always bigger is better. It's not always the shiny thing that's the best thing for you. Right? And that's what I hope you see. I'm trying to draw a parallel through the natural than the supernatural and focus down on what God has for us. We said that Satan is a great deceiver, isn't he? John 10, 10 says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full or in abundance. What a difference. Look at that. What a contrast. You got steal, kill, and destroy from the devil. And you got life in full, in abundance. Now, if I ask you which one you want to pick, everybody say, I'm on team Jesus. But Satan is a master in deceiving us. I say this many times. Sin doesn't have to come in a 55-gallon drum. It starts out a drip at a time. And then next thing you know, wow, what happened? But I will tell you this. You're never too far gone for God to reach you where you are. Amen. You're never too far gone to God for God to reach you where you are. So we're looking at this. I said the bigger box may be digging you a bigger hole. Amen. I want to talk about that just a little bit. How many of you in past Christmases have this? Had a great, I mean amazing Christmas just to find out you're going to have a very long January, February, March, April, May with Visa. (laughs) He's like, man. I was telling somebody the other day. It was teasing. They said, how's your Christmas uh, Christmas shopping coming? I said, evidently it's real good because I just got my charge card bill. We must be done. Right? We got to be getting close, right? Because you don't realize it, man. Things are going on. You're doing things. And, 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 and next thing you know, you get your eyes on the wrong thing. And I wrote this down. This is for somebody here today. Don't bury yourself in debt to impress somebody else. Because the greatest gifts that we talked about here... Earlier, wasn't a real, some of them were, you know, a trip. I'm not saying that that's not expensive things. But a lot of those were things money couldn't even buy. You know what I mean? If I look back in my treasure box, things that I look through every now and then, stuff like that. I have a card signed in crayon and everything else. When Jesse, we need to pray for Jesse, he's under the weather today. When Jesse was in pre-kindergarten and Mr. Buddy went to their class and played guitar. Wouldn't take nothing for it. Mr. Bubby, B-U-B-B-Y, that's all right. I know who they were talking about. All those things like that. 
priceless, man. The things that, that, that I've, I've set beside people in their, in their last moments here on earth are not been the big box items. Not been the shiny paper items. It's been the moment by moment memories that have been the greatest impact in their life. How about this for impact? Who can remember the day that they received Jesus Christ? Can you remember that day? Can you remember right then? Some people say, well, you know, I grew up in church and I just kind of got it along, along the way. And that's fine too. I remember. I remember. I remember playing footsie with the Lord the whole time. Now, I, 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 but I still want to do this. I mean, I'm on the fence. I'm, but I got to do this and I'm in a rock and roll band. And I don't know how this is going to work. And, and all these things like that. But I needed Jesus. And they showed me from God's word. This is. This is what he offers you. And even when I opened that gift by faith, I didn't know much about it. I really didn't. I knew this. I knew that I was a sinner. And I knew that I needed Jesus. And I knew Jesus died for my sin. And I trusted him. That was my story. I can tell you the truth story ain't changed. We might learn a little bit more as we experience things from God and things like that. And he reveals himself to us as we study and, and see his grace and his mercy and, and just his holiness and all those things. But I'm going to tell you what. I remember that. I remember that very clear. But I'll tell you, from that point to this point, there's been a whole lot of life lived. There's been a whole lot of disappointment there's been a whole lot of pain. There's been a whole lot of pain that I inflicted on myself. There's been a whole lot of bad decisions along the way. Hey, how about you? But let me tell you, the gift didn't change. The gift didn't go away. It didn't get repoed. Can you imagine that? Well, here you go. We got it for you right here. Here you go. I love that commercial. Ooh, you almost got it. Ooh, you almost got it, Donald. You all see that commercial? Oh, what's good? Guys, not going. You're not going. Hey, hey, let me in. Oh, you almost had it. Right? Most people know that commercial. Not say he's crazy up there, but yeah, God doesn't just wave something in front of you that's not attainable. Now, salvation is attainable for me and you because He made it attainable for me and you. We can't do it, but we can receive it. Amen. We can receive it. What better gift could you ever receive than knowing Jesus Christ? And knowing that you will not spend eternity in hell. I watched a movie last night. And it was one of these shoot em up everything movies and everything. This lady was bad news. She was having people. She had to put her head on the, on the present and everything else. But she was on her deathbed. And she told the lady she had a little oxygen mask on. And she said, well, I'm going to do this. And I'm, she's still being mean and crabby and everything else all the way down. She said, and she said this. She put I'm going to hell anyway. And I thought, you don't have to. You don't have to. Isn't that amazing? All those things. I knew it was just a movie. But see, remember, I, I, I don't turn Jesus off and on. I'm still thinking about that in the movie. And I'm going, yeah, yeah, but you know, you know what? That's some bad stuff. You did some bad things, but God's good. Isn't that amazing? To know, we're in movie land right now, but I'm going to hit the supernatural to the silver screen, right? That God, if somebody was in that case, and there's many people that, that have that, 
even with your last breath, if you call on the name of the Lord, he is that good to forgive your sin. Now, that's a God I could serve, amen? But I'm going to tell you this. Why wait? It's not just about being saved. There's so much more, you know? There's so much more that we can experience. God gets to show you different things and, and teach you things and bring people together. And, and, and you can share the greatest gift. How many people like giving gifts? I do like giving gifts now. I do. I always say this. I don't know if it's true. I think my I think this would be. I don't think if I was rich, I don't, probably would not be rich long. I, I, don't, I mean, it's like, what are you going to do? What am I going to do with all the money? You know? And, and I don't know about this. You could be the richest guy in town and be the loneliest fellow. In, in the mall. You know what I'm saying? I remember my brother-in-law, when he worked at the, the shipyard, he would get out for two weeks. You know, everybody gets off for so many weeks at Christmas. But I had to work. And we hung out all the time. He's like, well, man, it ain't no fun if you got to work. I said, dude, I got to work. Can you take off a half a day? Because we used to do everything, man. We're working on stuff. We're riding motorcycles. We're tearing up stuff. We're just having a good time. And then everybody else went home. We could still go like back to his mom's or this and that. We were always doing stuff because it, it was a little family affair. We could do those things. But it wasn't no fun if you weren't here. I don't want to get to heaven and find out you ain't here. Amen? I want everybody I, I know to go. How about you? How about a guy to cut you off on the way here? You want him to go with it, heaven? Yeah, Lord, he could go. We just put him on the slow lane. Right? <laughs> Right? We want to start picking and choosing who's going, right? Man, who am I? Who am I? I mean, it's, it's amazing that we want to pick and choose. Who am I? I'm the guy that wants to tell you about amazing Jesus. I want to, I'm the guy that wants to tell you about, you, you think you got a big box and you got a great, uh, uh, amazing uh, gift? There's none that will top what Jesus did. Amen. I want to say this again. Don't let stuff get in the way of the big picture. One more story. Look at that clock stopped over there. Ain't that a shame? <laughs> Back in my other life, I went and I was looking around and there were some packages by the tree and I was looking around and I saw this big package. I mean, it's a good size package, man. It was the exact dimension to what I wanted. It was this Mesa Boogie head. Mike knows what it is. This is like a $1,500 guitar piece of equipment. Right? Wasn't walking with the Lord. Didn't know anything. I want it. And, and, and we got it. We got it. Woo! We got it. That wasn't what it was. But I knew that's what it was, right? Y'all with me? And I would go, i say, hey, hey, hey. I don't know how you did it, baby, but you got it. That's good. Well, uh, I put the guilt trip on this woman so bad, she went and bought it. That was not what was in there. It was boots. I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> I can just imagine my face. Woo, I'm ready to rock and roll. They only made so many of these. This is going to be great. I got boots. See? I had already had a storyline written, man. And you know what? Luckily, she didn't tell me till later, later, later on that she went back and got that. She said, I didn't even know what you were talking about. I had to call your buddy to find out what it was and everything because that's all you had on your mind. That was it and everything else. And I'm sitting there thinking, how did you buy that? And then I saw the credit card and I go, now I know how you bought that. 
You know? But you know what? God works all things together for good. Right? Even in the midst of that, right? All those things I played it for years and years and years and years and years. Remarried, moving on, everything else. And I sold it on eBay. And guess what? Bought Thomas's first electric drum set out of all that. And we even had enough for a pizza afterwards. That was cool. Man. And Mike said, in the front row, he should have never sold it. <laughs> it was nice, man. Yeah, it was a, it was a special edition. <laughs> he said, yeah. And he's telling me later, he said, did it have this little alarm? I said, yeah, yeah. We looked at it. He says, they only made so many now. This is this, 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 this. I go, but I can't play it in church. <laughs> it's a big old thing. So what happened is as time went by, the value of that didn't mean as much as it would mean if I could do something for somebody else. You see where I'm getting with this? I was so hard-headed and so selfish that I guilted somebody in to get me something that we really couldn't even afford. <coughs> Amen? Hey, 30 years ago, $1,500 for one Christmas gift was crazy. Was crazy. Just had, I'm just, it's still crazy. <laughs> but if it had to be crazy, I'd be glad to have my name on it. <laughs> so when I say... Don't get yourself in debt to impress somebody or whatever. The greatest gift you can give is Jesus. But one runs right alongside of that is your love and your forgiveness and your grace and your mercy. Amen. Preaching to me today? I think so. Let's keep on going. So we talked about the pretty paper. We talked about the big boxes, right? Y'all ain't going to want to open anything at Christmas, will you? No, man. How about this? How about the gift inside? Take a look at this here. Luke 2, 7. And you guys remember this uh, from each year reading this and, and throughout the, the year. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. You know, I spent a fair amount of time studying this this week because I know if God wrote it down, there's a reason for him writing it down. And I, and I looked at a whole bunch of different things and I was reading that. And I want you to go back and focus on the underlying part. And wrapped him in swaddling clothes. Now, I got real fancy on y'all this week. I even looked at the Greek word. It's called spagarno. It means to wrap with long strips. Right? Some people thought that it meant he was wrapped in grave cloth. No. Did the homework for you guys. That's not what it means. But it was wrapped to keep him tight. Keep him warm. Keep him secure. Amen? And we look at this here. And I start thinking about, man, this is amazing. And I also found out something else, guys, we're in the clear. Because I never saw where the wise men brought a wrapped gift. They didn't wrap nothing, right? I didn't see where they had. They had some amazing paper wrapped around this gift for Jesus. So you can use that if you don't wrap anything, right? So the wise man didn't even wrap anything, right? I don't suggest that. I'm just trying to help you out a little bit. But it was what is in the wrapping. What's under the wrapping? Amen? And I said, we go back right to where we started. It's the gift. It's Jesus. It's grace. It's forgiveness, mercy, peace, love, healing, salvation. And I was getting ready to shut my computer down, and the Lord said, acceptance. I want you to hear that today. I believe that's for us today. Acceptance. He made all things possible for us. How do you put a price tag on that? 
How do you not share that? As Christians, what happens to people that die without Christ? There's only one place they end up, right? Where they end up at? Hell, that's right. We don't like to say that, right? We don't want to offend anybody. I would rather offend you here on earth than see you or not see you in heaven. How about I just say that and not see you in heaven? I'm not going to badger anybody. I'm not going to put them in the Holy Ghost headlock like I said. But I'm going to tell them what Christmas is about in my house and in my heart. I don't care what day it is. I don't care. They could all, all the people could do all this. I'm talking about, it's about the birth of the Savior. I'm talking about, it is everything. There will be no greater gift that anyone ever gives you. There'll be no greater gift that you ever receive. There'll be no greater gift that you ever can share with somebody other than Jesus. Amen. He forgives sin. He looks at all of our lives and still, even today, when we come in here from a long week, wore down, sad, tired out, you name it, what other feelings you can have, God says, I can work with that. I can work with you in that situation because the gift that he gives brings life in abundance. You say, well, I got the gift, but I don't feel like my life is in abundance in this particular moment. I understand. We all go through some tough stuff. But when we come out the other side, we can trust that God has never left us. We think about this many times. Many of y'all know that the footprints, the thing with footprints, you know, you see the, the picture and it's got two footprints and then it's got one footprint and it's got Jesus walking. And, and the, the whole message with that was, there's a guy said, Lord, I look back over my life and I see where I was walking with you. And then the toughest times of my life, there was only one set of footprints. Where did you go? And he says, that's where I carried you. Wow. I carried you through those times. Many of us sitting here today are in that place. We are. I want you to know. That there may be only one set of footprints, but they are big enough, strong enough, loving enough to carry you to safety. Amen. And I'll step out a little bit further. I know that that's true. And I believe that this is true. Those are not the only footprints because you've got a loving church family that are coming alongside too. And we will help as best as we can. And we will follow the best that we can. And guess what? We mess up sometimes. And sometimes we don't call when we, we, we think we should or, or we don't send a card when we need to or whatever the case. But I'm going to tell you, don't mean you don't love you. You know how many, you know, you know how many lives are involved in 50 people? I mean, there's, a, there's 50 different families. There's, and then you've got families. There's a lot of stuff going on. But I'm going to tell you what, you prayed over every day. You prayed over every day. Because you matter. Because you know what? You're a gift to us. You're a gift. Let's go ahead and bring it on home with this. And one little thought here I want to leave you guys with. There's a lot of ground we covered today. I'm going to go back to this here. I'm going to read this and, and ask you this question. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. How can someone measure the size of Christ's gift? There's not a tape measure long enough. There's not enough hours in the day. There's not enough 
manpower, brain power to understand that. Mm -hmm. But don't get wrapped up around that. Get wrapped up around this. That the greatest gift ever given is Jesus Christ. And there's somebody, maybe here, but definitely out there, that's never unwrapped that gift. That they've never unwrapped the pages of the Bible to open up to see a loving God. That's never opened up the, the Bible to see that there's forgiveness and there's grace and there's mercy. Even in the midst of our, our, our just roughest days. God's gift to us, according to the measure of Christ's gift, is available for you. Receive it today. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you today that it is all about what's under the wrapping. It's about Jesus. It's about the gift of life. It's about the gift of salvation. It's about the gift of grace. It's about the, the gift of eternal life that is given for each one. And all we have to do is open it. But don't just tug on the paper. Don't just look around and say, well, yeah, I heard the story. Don't just look around and say, yeah, I've been to church all my life. Be excited. Be excited because the key is Jesus. And it opens up the possibilities and the assurance to all that God has called you to be. All that God wants for you. Even if you rip the paper, even if you don't take it out the box, the value is the same. It's available to you. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the sacrifice of Christ. There's power in the word of God. And friends, let me tell you, when you call on the name of Jesus, he is faithful to save. He's mighty to save. He's mighty to forgive. It's not he might. It's that he has. Will you receive that today? You say, buddy, how do I receive that? I say it every week because it doesn't change. The Bible says we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus. What does that mean? Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. I'm going to break it down. God, save me. Jesus, come into my life. I know I am a sinner. I know I have missed the mark. But Father, I'm trusting in the finished work of the cross. Lord, save me today. It don't get any simpler than that. But I tell you what, it don't get any better than that either. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. All right.